Hi guys, this is our podcast, Be Comfortable in the Uncomfortable. I'm Elena. I'm Reagan. I'm Kata. And the other voice you hear in the beginning, which is now, is Ari. We filmed this in two separate days, so, and she's not here today, so, yeah. Gone Tear. forever. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're having fun in Disney. <laughs> Left us. discussion starters I do I have a question it's actually yeah how is social anxiety a prevalent thing in Millennials and Generation Z Reagan already said she thought it was schoolwork and being with other people so I believe the amount of like diagnoses diagnoses have been uh, increasing through the generations correct yeah yeah um a lot of my, I didn't really find a lot of research for Generation Z, mainly, mainly just like millennials, because I feel like even though our generation already ended, they don't, they didn't really do a lot of research on it yet. Uh, but in the American Psychological Association's annual stress and American report, found that 91% of Generation Z said they have felt physical or emotional symptoms such as depression or anxiety. How do you feel about that? I don't really know the cause for it too much, um, since I haven't really researched all that much on it but I guess it could relate back to my topic um and also social media about how kind of in a way that um people that spend more time online sometimes they don't you know go outside as much or get as much physical activity and so that could be kind of causing it as the increase in people that game and things like that um goes up the amount of time that you're outside, you know, you're not getting vitamin D, you're not exercising, you're not getting um, all those chemicals that you kind of need to make you feel happy and to be able to um, be calm in a social setting. You're not getting all that. Dem happy bean juice. <laughs> so as the generations go along, surely it's having an impact. Mm-hmm. Because I find it really funny how less of kids I see outside. While when we were kids, we were always like, let's go outside, let's go play outside. And now everybody's like, let's play Fortnite or (laughs) Minecraft. CSGO. Or Mm. watch TikToks and make TikToks. Yeah, TikToks. We're just all inside. We're like the shells. Yeah, we can't. I feel like that's just going to increase as technology improves and um, everything. So, I had another point. It was kind of weird because I found out a lot of our parents told us stories of how they would ride their bikes all around town, being by themselves. Like even like after the streetlights came on, my mom told me that she would go to the grocery store to get her grandmother cigarettes when she was like twelve on her bike across the highway. Uh, we can't obviously do that now. Uh, I asked my mom the first time she heard the phrase Stranger Danger, and she said 2004, because she never grew up with that Stranger Danger, and now it's really prevalent saying, don't talk to strangers, because you can't trust them at all. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know your your guys' opinions. Is this the reason we don't handle social isu- issues well, because of the whole Stranger Danger concept, aka us being the first generation to be a part of not talking to strangers and being social? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it really depends also on how you've grown up, because I can be really social in certain situations, but, like, when it comes to, like, 
ordering something at a fast food <laughs> restaurant or like asking a question for a teacher, I can, will freak out. But yeah, <laughs> go. For example, I found out that like, uh, especially, I mean, just since when I'm here, I have difficulties talking with like um, a teacher and asking questions because like, my brain just stops and I cannot talk English anymore. <laughs> so I don't know why, but like, you would start, start talking Italian. 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 Yeah. No, I'm like, sentence. what the, like, I don't know. It just stops. And it makes no sense because you know there's not danger there. Like, yeah. yeah. I lost my shit at a Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was dying. He was like, hello, would you want to water size that? And, <laughs> uh, and then I drove away. I so, drove away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I think that the danger was always there, but now that we speak about it and now that, you know, I think after milk carton kids be, you yeah. know, became a thing, the the realization that you are in danger at any point, um, the realization that your kids can be kidnapped, run over by a car, mm-hmm. uh, hit by, you know, something, I don't know, um, and the realization that you could die at any moment is... A lot bigger than it was. Yeah. Like you see all these crime shows, you see all these people getting murdered. School you, shootings. You have uh, again. It goes back to like social media, um, but also just it's not just the kids now. It's the parents too being very overprotective or not mm-hmm. overprotective. But I know my mother is almost paranoid, and so is my father. I can't walk around my block without somebody with me. So. More questions. I don't. Are we going out of the argument or not? If you want. No, no, no. How <laughs> are we doing it right now? Like talking. I like mean, that? I feel like. It's, or is it a connection? Because I can. It's connection wise. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's all gonna connect to social anxiety. Yeah, because. That's what I was saying. Because like, is the reason. We don't handle social situations as well as past generations. Well, because of the whole aspect of don't talk to strangers. And, like, my mom's always, like, uh, socialize and, like, do this. Like, you're so scared of everything. She always told me, like, don't talk to strangers. If someone, like, asks you for directions on the street, it's a trick. They're trying to kidnap you. So, like, I guess, like. Yeah, you're encouraged to socialize. But at the same time, you've grown up with so much fear of everything. Yeah. In the outside yeah. world, you, you know, I couldn't go anywhere as a kid. I wasn't allowed to really go out of my house. Um, yeah, I but now, still I still get that. Like you know, anytime I'll ask to go somewhere, I'll get like the twenty questions. Where are you going? Who are yes. you going with? When are you coming back? When are you going? Who's driving? Who's gonna take you back? And I'm just like, Mom, I'm s- like sixteen. <laughs> like I'm going to have a car. S- Ow, I'm going to have a car soon. Why are you still asking me all these questions? Yeah. So. Go. <laughs> this, for example, is a thing that I've never experienced because um, my in my family, uh, I've always been like able to do whatever I wanted, and like they never stopped me from doing stuff. But um, at the same time, I had to kind of learn by myself what was wrong and what was good, and who to trust and who to don't do not trust. Mm-hmm. Um, no for the weather. No for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cute. Oh, um, Ari kept 
talking about social Thank media. You, Ari kept talking about social media in our generation and anxiety. I had a question saying, how do y'all think social media is affecting our generation and its mental health? And how has it affected you? Because we were pretty much the first generation to be born into social media and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's something I was going to talk about earlier was like um, Gen Z are the first to grow up completely with like iPhones. Um, and all the technological <laughs> things. <laughs> and easy access to the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about the rise of social media and how that's probably affected um, multiple aspects of life for Gen Z and I don't know if it's a correlation or a causation, the rise of um, kids growing up with phones and the rise of social anxiety, but it's definitely something to go look at. Yeah, you expose it. How do you expect us to like I know. get over it? I mean, sure there'll be like occasional times where I'm like, Ugh, I just want to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> but like, for the most part and something I've seen a lot um, which is kind of goes off the topic here but um, parents teach you to fear things but they don't teach you how to deal with that fear like excess fear mm. and so it, it spirals and then you get a kid with social anxiety or um, just generalized anxiety because they don't know how to deal with um, feeling nervous <coughs> or feeling fear and I think if both adults and kids knew more on how to deal with it, it would be easier. Yeah, I kind of feel like my mom, her parenting style made me very socially anxious because she always taught me as a kid to not have tantrums in public, to be like secluded, don't be like loud and stuff. So like, and now I'm not like that, only when I'm with my friends. So I just feel like it really just depends on like parenting, I guess. Um, for me, when I'm around, like, really close friends, I can be very social. Mm -hmm. Um, even with, like, people I don't know, because there's been times, (laughs) there's been times where, um, I went to, like, a different school's football team with my friend, and, like, I made friends with his two friends, like, immediately right after. So, I mean, I guess it all depends on, like, a certain mood I would be in. It also, in my opinion, depends on like if you feel like you're in a com- in your comfort zone. And like for example, uh, since when I'm here, of course, I like I went out from my, from my comfort zone. So it has been more difficult to socialize, especially for that. Uh, but before that, I've never had problems, and I was very like social and um, open to people. And um, that's what I'm gonna talk about in um, your research. In my um, uh, research, uh, talking about uh, especially how uh, being abroad could change um, also your personality and how you um, you are just because you're out of of your comfort zone. <laughs> so you're exposed to more, and it it helps you develop as a person. Is what you're saying. Yeah. I'm Chiara, and my research was about uh, having to deal with social anxiety, having to live abroad, uh, abroad, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) okay, so um, I found an article uh, about this guy that uh, studied abroad, and he's called Wang Xu, and 
he talked about how studying abroad uh, helped also his social anxiety and how he's uh, proud to uh, own social anxiety and he feels like he's a gift for him because he offered him to um, no, it offered him insights on what it really means to socialize and being in a different country and city with more independence. It felt like he became more confident and more inclusive about his own identity. And he recognized who he really is uh, as a unique person. And I think that, um, I mean, I agree with that because uh, Coming from a different country involves, like, at first having to deal with a different uh, culture and a different language. And sometimes that could not be totally understood. Um, and, like, from the locals, or, like, just have to share your culture with them could not be easy. And... Um, but also language represents the main concern of everybody since it represents the way in which we communicate and people not always comprehend how hard it could be for a person to have to deal with that and how it could be overwhelming. Um, like from saying Daisy's word to build a sentence and like trying to do it without an accent, <laughs> which it does really work as you can see or without having people to look at you in a different way and always thinking about what you're going to say and how at least a hundred times in your mind before saying it. And um, because you're always scared that you would say something like, incorrect. And uh, that though slightly fades uh, with time, but it takes confidence as he also said and uh, it requires you to put a lot of effort to work on yourself and sometimes sometimes just by starting from little things and arriving also like with time uh, to make the big steps um, it's just imagine uh, for example when you start like just starting feeling more confident and, and comfortable talking could also, of course, help you to socialize more and like open yourself with people and, of course, feel more comfortable in socializing. And he also said that it seemed that there was a giant wall that blocked him from fitting in the with the rest of the world. And I believe that it takes you, um, that what it takes you to go out, to go out from your shell is literally yourself because you're basically the only person that you always listen to in the good and in the bad and um, pushing yourself further in this situation is the only thing that can help you overcome them um, for example you like something but it requires you socializing and you don't feel very comfortable doing it but you have to push yourself to try and it's never going to be easy, but it will take you to a point where you will start doing it without even realizing it and you like it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That was so good. Good job. Look at you. Oh, yeah. I like whatever. <laughs> you did great. I tried to like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was not really good English, but I don't know. Whatever, she will understand. 
So I also read another article um, by Milad Polido and she talked about being comfortable with the uncomfortable. So like, what do you think about that? How would you, how do you feel about it? Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I guess to, that's basically the whole point of getting over social anxiety is you're going to have to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, yeah, so everybody's doing it. Because that's what social anxiety really is. You're just really uncomfortable in social situations. So to be able to actually get over that and become comfortable is like a really big accomplishment. Mm -hmm. you got to be comfortable in your awkward situation that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> your awkward little self. And push yourself in them. Yeah. Like literally go. Yeah. How did you first feel whenever you, like, you came here? We go. Um, <laughs> actually, at the beginning, it was kind of, everything was new, so I was kind of okay, and I was curious about learning and, like, discover new stuff and new people, but then I don't really know what happened or if it was just, just like, myself. I just didn't feel comfortable, and I had problem problems to socialize. Like, it depends also from the people that I have in front of me because, for example, with y'all, I've never felt uncomfortable or had problems. Mm. <laughs> but uh, with a lot of people, I just feel uncomfortable and I cannot go out from it because, I don't know, there's just something that makes me, doesn't make me feel comfortable around them and I cannot socialize and I just close in my shell and I, I don't know. Do you think it's like the cultural change? Like how it's, different it's also places? that because for example I've I didn't really found friends here, like well I mean I did, but like it has been hard especially because I feel like relations here are different are different uh from how we see them. For example, uh, I remember one time um some guys in my forensic science class they kind of made fun of me or like, well, I mean, they were not mean, but they were like making fun of the fact that uh, like I, I kiss my friends, even if they're guy friends on yeah. the cheeks and we hug each other because they say that here is not a thing that y'all do. Yeah. Like so they were like, yeah. So that is an example of a cultural difference. Why do y'all do that? Yeah, good question. Uh, well, <laughs> but let's go. Well, first, Ow. every time we see each other, like in general, we we kiss uh, on the cheeks three times. So you mm. do like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, or just like two times. I mean, you do it especially with family, not really with friends, but like we're very touchy sometimes. Like we just hug each other. We really, I don't know. It's it's not a big deal if you like kiss a friend, stuff like. Yeah, it's kind of how like, kind of how, like Hispanic culture is. Is like when you see your family, you give them yeah. a kiss on the cheek and you hug them. And like my family uh, on the other side, who's like white as hell, <laughs> you don't really <laughs> hug people. Like you go oh, in yeah. and you're just like, hey, like the side hug, the handshake. Oh like, no, we never or, like, have that person. Hug, and then, no. and then, Even if it's like a person that you don't really know, you just. Uh, I mean, it's not that you meet a stranger on the street, you go and you hug and kiss him. But, like, I don't know, you're at a family thing and you have, like, the girlfriend yeah. of your cousin and you're like, oh, hi, and you hug and I imagine not kiss. knowing somebody's customs would make 
you know, having anxiety a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine us going to Italy. Oh, <laughs> that would be fun, though. <laughs> Bring us with you when you go back. You watch all of us just panic. And I would say, like, bad stuff about you, and y'all would be like, yeah. Touching, touching what you said. We're American, sorry. Uh-huh. I know Spanish. I could get Italian pretty quick. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, see, yeah, I know no Spanish as well. I think we should talk about the ways that we deal with our own anxiety. Ooh. The boo boo boo. Yeah, agreed. How do y'all deal with anxiety? I was thinking that you'd go first. Oh, okay, fine. I guess I'll go first. Um, so you we were talking about how we ourselves deal with anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. So, mine was, um, it's very art-related, because um, I really, I like, the fact of just starting off with a simple sketch and then ending with, like, a whole entire painting, it's, um, it's always very satisfying and very stress-relieving to me, mm-hmm. occasionally. It's why those stress-coloring books. I know, right? They're great. I love it. Um... For me, like, for my social anxiety, like, when I'm at, like, a youth group or something, I don't socialize, like, way too out of my comfort zone. It's a fat no, but when I'm at home, usually, anxiety-wise, uh, I actually, like, play solitaire, I guess. That's, like, Reagan's art. It, like, really calms me down, so that's what I do usually. Yeah. Um, I chose my topic because of how I deal with anxiety, actually, so, um, a lot of times swimming helps... Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> I scream into the water when I swim. I do too. Swimming so therapeutic. It's like it's all pretty too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate swimming. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, everyone's different. <laughs> yeah. So swimming, jogging, um, and these will chemically help you, mm-hmm. as well as make you fit. And when you kind of when you get more fit and like. The more I swim, I don't swim anymore as much, so that's probably why my anxiety has been on the rise. <laughs> but also, I have no muscles anymore. But when I did, because I did swim all the time, um, it makes you kind of more confident in your own body, mm-hmm. and so it makes you more confident just in general. Um, which makes it easier just to deal with a lot of social situations, because mm-hmm. um, it makes you more comfortable in yourself, and I think that that's a big problem. With a lot of people, they don't feel comfortable with others because they don't feel comfortable in themselves. That's mm-hmm. mainly my concern. Yeah. <laughs> That's mainly my situation. Um, actually, uh, having to deal with social anxiety in a like kind of a sport point of view, I had more problems than normal because uh, I don't know why. But for example, I started being in a soccer team here in mm-hmm. this school. And I had a moment where I felt so uncomfortable that sometimes I would literally could not play because I was I was too stressed and too like anxious to just stay in the same field as the other girls. And I don't know, I mean it was not mainly because of them, but like I just had a moment where I really felt comfortable and I didn't want to play anymore even though I really like soccer and it just kind of faded away now like I'm really good and I'm happy that I didn't stop because like I overcome it no. mm-hmm. 
I overcome it. And just just like saying that sometimes it could be the opposite. So I just want to say a few things um, that I kind of found is that though exercise does help a lot of people, it's only kind of a curb for anxiety for the main part. If you have um, chronic anxiety or something that, you know, affects you from doing almost anything, it's not a cure-all. It's not, you still need to go seek help and you still need to go see people. Um, But it does help to a certain extent. And I think a lot of people think that they have really bad anxiety when a lot of things that they do um, cause them to kind of have issues. And if they knew how to treat it, it would be a lot easier um, Mm -hmm. on them. Um, And like I said, after you do all those things, after you you exercise, you start sleeping right, you um, kind of, are able to put your life in order if you still have problems then you do need to go seek help and maybe possibly get meds or just get therapy but meds aren't always the answer so it shouldn't really be the first thing you go to mm-hmm. the first thing you go to should be you know exercise sleeping getting your vitamins getting the things treating that you need. yourself yeah i will be talking about the form of psychotherapy that's art Related. That's nice. No. I know, right? I use big words. I probably didn't even pronounce it right, but that's okay. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. So, uh, basically on this website, it, re- it talks about how, um, that, how using that creativity in the, uh, your mind to focus on, like, trying to do the art instead of trying to, like, uh, what is it? Like focus on your anxiety. Um, it's it, it was easier for people to focus on the creative side and the artistic side of their art piece. So, so it's kind of like a distraction. Yeah, it's like a distraction. Have y'all ever used art as an outlet to get rid of your social anxiety or anxiety in general? Yes, I draw on my hand <laughs> a lot. That's funny. Yeah. Here. Uh. Uh. No. No. <laughs> I just am. So that was our podcast, and I hope you like it and um, enjoy it. Yeah, we enjoyed making it. We hope you learned something. That's yeah. the whole point of this. <laughs> and hope you push yourself uh, to uncomfortable situations if you want to be uncomfortable. Be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yes. yes. That's our slogan. <laughs> yes. yes. That should be our title, though. Oh, yes. Let's re-intro this. <laughs> <laughs>